AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Unlocking the power of data science is a relative new endeavor for many across the economy. However, one industry was literally built upon the concept generations ago. Gleaning insights from troves of data, using it to calculate and project risk is the very underpinning of insurance. And today's guest is a veteran of that industry and is bringing his data-centered approach to ag bioscience. This is good. Welcome, Wes Sprinkle, CEO of Indiana Farmers Insurance. Thank you. Thank you, Mitch. It's great to be here. Welcome to ag bioscience. And thank you as the premier sponsor of the Ag Bioscience uh, podcast, our first sponsor ever. Wes, just delightful to have a partnership with you. No, this has been great. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to share a little about insurance. Hopefully, um, everybody learns a little bit in the process. We will. We certainly hope so, because we have a lot to dig into as we look at what's happening at Indiana Farmers Insurance. Have many uh, covered across the state of Indiana. Before we dig into the business, we have to learn more about you, your journey. Wes, this is amazing. Purdue to MIT to now leading Indiana Farmers Insurance. Are, are you saying the the move from aerospace and engineering to insurance? Didn't? It's a well-walked path. <laughs> it's a very well-walked path. It, it, most guests, most people leading ag bioscience companies have a stint in aerospace. That's oh, yeah, a absolutely. It's a, it's a must. It's a must. <laughs> Yeah, no, starting out at uh, Purdue with uh, mechanical engineering uh, technology, uh, working in aerospace, I knew nothing about insurance other than I had car insurance. Sure. Uh, and so going to MIT for my MBA, um, thought I'd go into consulting, consult with manufacturing companies, given yeah. my background. But in reality, uh, the consulting firm I joined had no manufacturing clients. And they said, hey, could you just help out? Just help a little bit with this insurance client. They're doing some new technology launching to agents. Can you just coordinate training? That's all you need to do. Don't know anything about insurance. I agree, did it. Um, next client, okay, manufacturing, surely. No, sure. another, another insurance client. Uh, and that was a two-year stint. And uh, I learned everything from marketing to underwriting to you know operations to reinsurance. And so I was the insurance guy. And for seven years in consulting, I was... Purely in insurance. So it was kind of happened to me. Um, and then from then on, I was all in and uh, moved from consulting to different companies, learning a little bit each company and eventually led me here. Uh, it was, uh, I'm from Indiana originally. Uh, we left 15 years ago to work elsewhere and um, lucky enough to come back. No, oh, we're glad to have you, Wes. I mean, the, the idea of bringing that wealth of experience back here at Indiana, back to focus on ag bioscience. And what an iconic company, Indiana Farmers Insurance, iconic, really a legacy of helping farmers, serving those who create the food that feeds the world. Share more about the company today and the challenges that you uniquely solve for Indiana Farmers customers. Yeah, absolutely. Let me talk a little about the history. I think a lot of people don't realize this. Um, So we're 145 years old. Uh, we were started by farmers. Um, we think of 145 years ago, uh, insurance wasn't a thing, a thing you could go buy. It just, you had risk, you had a farm, you had weather hit or a fire, and that was the destruction of your livelihood. 
And so farmers banded together to say, how do we, you know, use each other to help protect ourselves from risk? Uh, and they created a mutual insurance company. They all owned it. And they said, if something happens, you know, we've all contributed and the money goes to the person who had the loss. And that is true today. We are, we aren't owned by anybody other than our policyholders. We don't serve uh, any stockholders. If there is a loss, it's paid in by the members through premiums and we pay out to the farmers or to the small business owner or to the individual that has a house or a car. So the fundamentals are still there. So ultimately, you know, we protect from loss uh, and uh, it's an important part of the economy. You think about for getting a loan for a home or, you know, to buy a car, you, you need insurance. Uh, so, but ultimately, you know, what we exist for is for our members. You know, we want to make sure that we're there to protect them in that time of loss. And so it's really part of our identity as a company to make sure we're there at that time of loss and to make sure we deliver and deliver well. When you talk about delivery, and you mentioned this earlier, and I think everyone who's listening, me included, mm -hmm. you know, we all buy insurance. We have car insurance, we have home insurance, we have other kinds of insurance, but none of us really understand how it works, Wes. <laughs> and so if you could just give us a sense, how, how do you think about calculating risk on everything from farm fields to farmsteads to cars to personal property? So ultimately, it's about risk sharing. Uh, that it's that its core. So, you know, we're looking at losses. So it helps to have history of losses, right? Yeah. To be 145 years old is an advantage because to calculate risk, you're really looking at what is the past and trying to apply that to the future. So take a farm versus a business versus, you know, a homeowner. Um, but you break that down into risk of fire, risk of weather, risk of a slip and fall or an injury or something. All those are contemplated and calculated as far as how often those losses happen and how severe those losses are. And ultimately, we're just trying to make sure that we collect enough money to cover for those losses. So you say, how often, you know, if we take for a farm or, you know, um, manufacturing, something in the biosciences area, how often do fires happen? How often does weather hit, uh, you know, a tornado or wind? How often does, um, is there a product's liability issue and uh, how much money is lost at that time. And okay, it happens 1% of the time. Well, we got a hundred customers you have to collect from to pay right. for that one loss. That, that's ultimately the way it works. And you know, you talked about data sciences and that's really what it is because it's, it's, it's very old. You know, you have what's called actuarial sciences sure. today. It's data science. It's predictive models, uh, big data, Increasingly, it's machine learning and AI being applied to very large amounts of data, trying to predict loss because now you're bringing in things like roof scoring or, you know, you have satellite imagery of roofs and, you know, be able to score the quality of a roof. So there's a lot of new data being applied in some of the same ways sure. to be able to predict loss. It's fascinating when you think about this. I mean, this is a hundred plus year old business. Mm -hmm. Uh, the data asset, as you mentioned, is is actually the value, right? Yeah. Being mm -hmm. able to build a better predictive model than the competition. I mean, this is predictive analytics before predictive analytics was cool. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's why you know you have a, what's called actuaries, which is uh, you know a field of study I knew nothing about, but you know they were the data scientists way before data science was even a term, uh, and. 
you know, now that we're kind of realizing that's the case, you know, we're hiring, hiring more data scientists. And it's, people don't think about data science being, you know, cool and insurance is not necessarily a cool industry, but there's, there's a lot to do in terms of data science. Well, we will dig more into data science when we come back. We'll take a quick break. Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years. And together with your local independent insurance agent, Today, we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We're talking with Wes Sprinkle, CEO of Indiana Farmers Insurance. Wes, we were talking about data and the underlying data asset, really claims data mm -hmm. uh, in the insurance business, gives you a, a better ability to scope and, and ultimately price risk for insurance. Tremendous opportunity to identify challenges. How are you thinking about the future of Indiana Farmers Insurance and using data to refine offerings, maybe even inspire new products. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a few different areas I would I would point to. Um, one is that there's a lot of innovation happening in the ag tech sector and ag biosciences. I mean, right. farms uh, are getting bigger. They are becoming more um, multidimensional in terms of uh, production, uh, in terms of operations. There is new technology being applied. There, you know, all those things we have to stay up with, and we need to make sure we understand those risks to make sure those customers right. are covered associated with those risks. But then, for us and data and technology, there are opportunities as well. And you mentioned avoiding risk. Traditionally, you know, we pay out for a loss. We've always done some level of risk management. You have a person go out and inspect and sure. say, "Hey, fix this," or you know, you can help avoid a loss because avoiding a loss, yes, it's good for us. But again, we're owned by our policyholders. If we avoid a loss, it's just lower premiums people pay in. So when you think about data and, and looking at the trends, you know, we're realizing, yeah, there's a, even though of all this new stuff, collisions, you know, people sure. run into stuff. You wouldn't think, you know, people having a car wreck, <laughs> but people run tractors into things all the times or combines or whatever. It happens more than you think, or combine fires. Those are all avoidable, avoidable type things. And avoidable in terms of, you think about, okay, I drive a car with a backup camera, or I'd have sensors and things like that. It's actually reduced a ton of collisions in in driving. Yeah. And so, there, you know, can you apply some of those same technologies to, you know, a farming or ag tech to be able to avoid loss? I think about, you know, back to cost of technology, as cost of technology goes down, it makes it cheaper for us to apply it as well. Right. Things like, you don't know, think about uh, heat guns, you know, now you can um, have a heat gun, you know, as an attachment to your iPhone, 
Well, we've equipped our uh, loss inspectors to go out and say, when you do a loss inspection, use the heat gun to make sure you, you know, look at some of the electrical issues or potential issues uh, in the farm. And we had a, uh, a farmer with a, a large building and um, put the heat gun on, on the uh, on the wall with the electrical buzz, lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, it was wow. just red everywhere. And so a day, two, maybe a week away from electrical fire that would shut down the operation. Wow. So, you know, there's little things we can do like that, but there's also bigger things that we're looking at in terms of can we use AI and ML to be able to sense uh, potential fire in a combine? Are there other you know avenues to sense any type of hazard that we can avoid it? And it's honestly a win-win. Totally. People think, oh, it's saving us money. But again, we, we're owned by our policyholders. So if we can save the farmer money, save an interruption, that's a win for them. The savings and costs, we can apply to either buying the equipment or the technology, but we can also um, lower the premiums as a result of that too. So it's a it's honestly a win-win-win. If we can find ways to avoid loss, I think it helps everyone out. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us to work together as we think we see 100%. these really interesting emerging companies come, uh, bring new technology, giving us new data sources, giving us new insights to be able to think about those in the context of controls mm -hmm. and risk management, a completely different way to think about insurance and also innovation. Absolutely. hundred percent like grain bins. There's sensors being put on grain bins that really from a farming standpoint measure, you know, mm. humidity, spoilage, you know, the, the things you're worried about, but those same sensors can help avoid fires. It's so, exactly Hey, I'd right. love to be able to pay for those sensors because if that avoids fires, again, avoids loss, it's a, it's a win, win, win. Avoids loss and avoids disruption. Back to your point. Sometimes that's even a bigger loss than the actual direct cost of the oh, loss itself. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's shocking how much more cost there is. We try to cover and make sure that we're putting, you know, our farmers livelihood back together, but you know, it's really hard to pay for it. This money doesn't apply to everything. That's right. That's exactly right. When you look at all of those things that are out there, the, the big trends, we talked AI and ML, what are some of the big trends that you're seeing as it relates to claims data? Are, are there are there areas that you say, boy, there's a huge opportunity in that space specifically to drive innovation? I'm thinking about trying to inspire some folks who are listening to help us go solve some problems. I think there's a lot of areas we can um, apply it. Um, one's on us. Um, when you read some policies, not true with us, but I will say some carriers out there, what they cover are like um, A-track tapes and radios in their policy language. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how many farmers are concerned about their A-track tapes and radios, uh, but it's- Maybe at this point, they're actually worth something. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. It could be. It's an antique. Um, but, but it is something that we got to make sure that as farming and ag biosciences, as, as it evolves and new risks evolve, We've got to make sure that they're covered and it's something for us to do just to make sure that, you know, if something happens, you know, one, we've contemplated, we've priced for it and, and, and making sure that we're able to uh, solve the, that situation. There are other areas where, you know, back to what we were just talking about, where there's innovation going on that may create opportunity for both of us. Yes. and. I think a lot of people aren't necessarily thinking that way, but I think there's a lot of opportunity to partner on ways to, you know, avoid risk, manage risk, um, finance risk, because ultimately insurance at its core is about distributing risk. It's about risk mitigation, but it's also about spreading risk across. And so there are different ways to do that, that we're really not thinking about in terms of, yes, 
go buy a, a new vehicle or you know, buy a new piece of equipment, yes, you got to insure it. But there are other ways that we can apply technology to help mitigate risk overall from a, you know, a business or a farmer to us or yeah. vice versa. Absolutely. And to your point earlier, it's, this is a, this has an opportunity to be beneficial for both parties. All right. Two, two more questions, Wes, uh, because I think we're getting into this idea of where insurance can be a catalyst for innovation, right? This idea that, you know, the greatest innovation begins with what problem you're trying to solve. And, and you have troves of data that identify a challenge, right? Two sides of the same coin, challenge and opportunity. Where do you see insurance really playing in the future of the ag bioscience economy, maybe even specifically here in Indiana? I'll go back to um, insurance at its core is all about mitigating risk. And we've really, insurance has been an engine of innovation in terms of making sure that people are willing to take risk. So yes, if you're going to um, start a new business and buy equipment and get loans or you know borrow for that purposes, you have to have insurance. Um, if you're building a do, new plant to do construction or to operate, you have to have insurance because back to risk mitigation, whoever's loaning that money, they they want to know that they're insured and protected. Uh, and that's where we can come in. So I think there's a lot of ways to just in its very basis of the way we, uh, what we operate in terms of really helping the economy grow by reducing and mitigating risk yeah. for, for companies. Makes a lot of sense. And I think this, you even have me thinking differently now from when we sat down and started today is this idea of insurance as a cost. And this sounds like semantics to some degree, but insurance is an investment. How do we think about it as, yeah, we're certainly investing to predict or to prevent downside risk. That's a real thing. Mm -hmm. But man, there's a huge opportunity here. Yes. How, how, it is. Yes. You, if you buy a policy, you, you know, get protection. True. Yes. yes. But ultimately, it is about how do I take that risk and and distribute it, spread yeah. it yeah. to other areas. And how can that then turn into new products and new innovations? Okay, last question. I, I promise. Last one, Wes. Uh, what can we expect? You're year and a half-ish into the new role mm -hmm. or into the role of CEO. Give us an idea. Uh, what's on the horizon for Indiana Farmers Insurance? What can folks expect? So what's not going to change is who we are. You know, we are a member-based organization focused on, you know, protecting our members, right? And, and that's not going to change. What will change is probably how we do that and how fast we do it. Uh, we're pushing a lot on uh, innovation and making sure we're looking outside ourselves to look for innovation. As much as happening in the ag biosciences area, just as much as happening in the um, what's called insure tech sector, where there's tons of innovation going on. And so we're trying to look outside ourselves, both in that sector and other sectors, to understand what innovation is happening and how do we apply that to us and to our customers and to our, our members? That that's what we're trying to do because insurance at its core, yes, it, you know, it, it's, it's old, it's fundamental, you know, it's data science is based, but, you know, to really evolve the company, we've got to, you know, be a little less insular and think outside ourselves and really attach ourselves and think about how do we create value beyond just a transaction? Right. 
I love it. Wes Sprinkle, CEO of Indiana Farmers Insurance, our founding sponsor of the Ag Bioscience Podcast. Wes, thanks so much for being with us. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And thank you for tuning into Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier, saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.